Hi there, and welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. This is Marco Sparks. And I am Benjamin Light. And so we're talking about S4E15 Low Shack, baby. Or we're going to refer to it by its original title. Ezra's Fuck Cabin, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast at work, we salute you. You know, the this title, anytime there's a title, you can go to the PLL wiki. It has like a, an explanation of what the title means. Mm-hmm. And for this title, it says the title possibly refers to Love Shack, the popular 1980 song band by the alt-rock band Beauty of the Deeds. Like, oh, possibly? You think yeah. Love Shack, baby, might be referring to Love Shack? Like, you what? guys, I'm just throwing that out there as a suggestion. We don't know for sure. There could be some other song that has a lyric, Love Shack, baby, in it. Totally possible that there's like a Bieber B-side. Mm-hmm. Oh, Love Shack, baby. <laughs> or, you know, Ezra's Fuck Cabin. Yeah, so this episode is, as I scroll to the top, written by Lila, Lila Braz and directed by Norman Buckley. A Norbuck this, episode. This is a fun episode. This is going to be a four-hour episode of Bros Watch PLL 2. That's probably true. And what's great is we're we're in this groove now. It's like the, all the show producers came back from the Halloween special. And we're just like on fire. Like yeah. all these episodes, like the rest of 4B is like excellent. Well, 4B and the 5A only gets better. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like the writer's room just said, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to be fucking amazing. That's what well, we're going to do. I believe at this point they would have already known they were renewed for season five. Right. And so it was like they could relax a little and they're, they're going to tell their stories rather than like worry too much. Well, and again, the second half of, of every season of PLL is so much better because they're just paying off. Yeah. Paying yeah. off and also setting up whatever madness they're hoping to do the next season. Uh, so we start off for picking up where we left off in the mausoleum from the previous episode. Uh, Spencer's looking through the diary that Hannah gave them. This is Allison's diary. You see there's a mention of pigskin in there. Yeah. Spencer doesn't understand because she doesn't understand any of the names in this. Um, Hannah says that, you know, Allison, that's because Allison changed them. She would change the stories too. You just have to know the real names and real stories to recognize the fake ones. Here, let me interject and read you what one of the pages says. Please. This might be about pigskin, although it sounds like it could also be about Mona. Hmm. Uh, it says, Allie is writing, why does someone like her have to exist? Following me and my friends around like a puppy with no home? Well, maybe if I beat her down enough, she'll go crazy, do something stupid, and they'll lock her up somewhere so I don't have to stare at her stupid face anymore. Doesn't that kind of sound like Mona? Um, she makes me want to vomit. Honestly, of the two options, I think she's probably referring to pigskin because... But but Mona's the one who follows them around. True, but it seemed like there was more immediate violent vitriol for pigskin. Yeah, well, that's because Paige kind of bullied Allie, and Allie, you know, destroyed her in return. Yeah, true. Um... So, yeah, so Emily says, you know, based on Hannah's description there, that sounds like Allie. The truth bored her. So Spencer says, so it's creative nonfiction with pseudonyms, which is uh, basically what A Million Little Pieces was, right? Sure. So Hannah's I mean, like, Spencer needs to make sure they properly classify it, although I believe A Million Little Pieces was actually fiction. With pseudonyms. Uh, Hannah's like, yeah, I don't know what that means, but sure. So Arya says, Hannah, I can't believe you held on to this since Ravenswood. Which, buckle up, because Arya says that a lot, I realized. Yeah. Hannah looks very guilty about this. And Spencer says, uh, we knew Allie had journals. What's so bad about this one? 
And Hannah says, because the story's in there, they're personal. Spencer says, personal about Allie? And Hannah says, about Allie and us? I mean, there are things in there that we may not know about each other. She cast a very significant at look at Arya. Yeah. Also, Hannah doesn't say it's complicated because she broke up with Caleb. Yeah. And things from the past that we want to forget. And Emily looks, pr- she's pretty pissed about this. And yeah. she's like, so you thought you should get to read it and we don't? And Hannah says, I just didn't see the point of bringing it all up again. We're supposed to be focused on finding Allie. Spencer says, that is not your call to make. And Hannah says, I know, I made a mistake. And Emily says, and it took you till now to realize it? And Hannah's just like, Em, I said, I was sorry. Spencer says, did you? Because technically, Hannah didn't. That's how dialed in Spencer is. Hannah's like, climb out of my ass. Then Arya jumps in to save her tulpa. She says, uh, the most important thing is that we have this now. So, you know, if if Hannah said there were stories in here about Allie, what about board shorts? There was someone else who might have been after her. And Hannah says, there might be, I don't know. I just couldn't put together all the pieces on my own. It's funny to see Arya save Hannah, just because in this scene in particular, Arya is the shortest of the four of them. (laughs) But Emily has the plan. They will each take a turn at the diary, weeding out the stories about themselves, and they'll deal with what's left over. So Spencer says, well, who goes first? And Emily snatches it, like, I do. Yeah, Spencer holds the diary out, and Emily grabs it. I do. Super Hannah's face. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, then we go to our credits. And we come back from the credits, and we see an open window. Curtains blowing. This is Emily's room. There's a kind of a haze to this whole scene, like maybe it's a dream. Hmm. It's 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 questionable. Like It's something I, I don't know. Did you pick up on that right from the beginning? Well, I was going to say in my notes here, I have that. You know, we see the open window. We see Emily asleep. <laughs> that she's falling asleep with the open diary in front of her. She slowly opens her eyes, and there's Allison peering by the window. Well, even Allison, before I saw Allison, just that shot of the window with the, the open window with the curtains blowing, I immediately thought, dream. I think well, it's, it's, like, it's something about the lighting is slightly hazy and like, In like, the dreamlike. language of TV, though, isn't that how ghosts get into your bedroom for these kind of scenes where you're not supposed to know if they're real or not? It's mm-hmm. through open windows. But yeah, Allison is shot in the, like, spectral sociopathic lusty enamorata filter on instagram um well so there's a like a you know key light behind her so she has this like halo around her head right like, but yeah there's ally uh but by the way the emily fell asleep reading girl crush was the the diary entry oh. and the basically uh it says the girl crush kissed me today to be fair i kissed her back and it was you know dot 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 and can't really see the rest of it hmm Hmm. Yeah. So Emily, let, let me read you more because it's funny. Okay. Uh, how no one else has noticed this besides me is mind blowing. I may be more attentive to these sort of things than most people, but GC is so obvious about it that her eyes might as well be permanently glued to me. Hmm. Funny thing is, if I hadn't let her kiss me, she may have never admitted even to herself what she really is. Well, that's about right. Poor Emily. Yeah, seriously, that's a hard thing to read about yourself, especially <laughs> no. before bedtime. Well, and that this is like you know, first love. Yeah. And so she she wakes up and there's Allie. Is it a ghost? Is it a dream? Emily says, "Allison." And Allison says, "Emily, you have no idea how much I miss you." Hmm. And she approaches the bed and Emily's like, "Miss me? I've been here the whole time. You're the one that's been gone." And Allie says, "Please don't be mad." And Emily says, "You chose this. You chose this for you. You chose this for us." 
Emily says, I know you're upset. I know I hurt you the most, but I want to explain. And Emily's like, you can't. And Allie's like, no, I can. I have to. I owe that to you. Uh, she, she seems like sincere, Allie does. Like she's near tears. Or she knows what sincere looks like. Uh-huh. And she says, you have no idea what I've been through. And Emily says, you're right. I don't. And you have no idea what we've been, we've been through either. Hell have no fury like Emily about to put a foot through this bitch's ass. It should be mentioned, and of course, like, we're not going to be able to do it justice. Sasha Peterza, like, crushes this scene. Like, yeah. she, her moods are all over the place. It's like, you never know which part of her sincere. Right. She, you know, she tries hurt and wounded. She tries flirty. She tries angry. Like, she tries cold. It, it's a fascinating performance because, like, there's, Allison as a character, there's always these layers to her where you're never quite sure which one you're getting. You're, you mm -hmm. know, it's always a question like, is she just performing in a new way for you? Or, or are you actually seeing her normal self? Or, or does she even have like a baseline? Well, yeah, this scene, it really feels like a con woman trying all the tools in the tool shed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it, it you question it on your, yourself and you're oh, like, yeah. I wonder, is, is any part of this sincere or is this, does she know how to be sincere? Well, so it's one of those things where you're actively wondering if this is sincere as you're feeling bad for her. Exactly. Uh, Mona and Janelle Parrish has a similar talent, I think, for that. I believe this is also how Christopher Nolan described the way uh, dreams work in Inception. <laughs> <laughs> and so Allie, Emily said, you know, you don't know what we've been through either. And Allie says, I saved your life twice. I risked everything for you. And Emily says, you destroyed me. Okay, I thought you were dead. And Allie says, but I'm not. And she's like, she says it like so pleading and small. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't want to, I don't want to skip over this line, but Allison then like super sad. She says, you know, aren't you glad that I'm not? And Emily's face is amazing. I mean, the, the work that Shay Mitchell does here in this uh -huh. scene, just like, uh, Allison, they're both playing like five different emotions at once. And with Emily though, all of those five emotions are peppered with like a medium to heavy dose of what the fuck. But well, I, I really feel like I, I if if there's any part of the scene where Allison's sincere, I think it's that line. Aren't right. you glad I'm not dead? Because I mean, if she is a crazy sociopath, she would have to be wondering like, why is this not working? This should be working. But also, if she's just this hurt, wounded girl who's probably been through hell. And this is the one person she thought she could count mm -hmm. on. But I would just say, play out the parallel between this conversation between Emily, Emily and Allison, Emerson, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, and Toby and Spencer. You know, <laughs> Spencer, um, aren't you glad I'm not dead? Well, because Toby would just sit down and like shut down and like stare off in the space and maybe start crying, and then mm -hmm. Spencer would cave. Well, um, also, it's almost as though Allison isn't really back from the dead unless the liars kind of allow her to be. Right. Like she kind of needs them to. It's like they define her reality. You know, it's like as long, if they don't consider you part of the group, then you might as well be dead. Well, she's like their she's the god of their religion who has no power. of She has no followers. No one believes. Exactly. Her. Yeah. Um. So you know, Emily doesn't really respond. Allison like reaches over. She picks up the journal and she looks at it. She says that she uh, remembers writing it. Um. Well, she and then she she tucks her hair back behind her ear and smiles. She's very very subtly flirty now. Oh, I have to say, like ladies, that is a move that will always <laughs> always work in your intended. Push some of the hair if your hair is long enough behind your ear as you lift your eyes and look up at them. Allie's like, don't fucking tell me what I already know. I mean, unless you're just hideous, you're gonna melt. 
whoever it is you're trying to turn on the track. I, I don't know. A, a smile's pretty infectious. Uh, the hair tuck and the smile. True. True. Uh, so Allison says, you know, you and me at the Kissing Rock. I thought I was being smart, locking all up in the journal, but they took everything, didn't they? She sets down the journal. She like uh, the camera pans over a little bit down to her hand as she sets the journal down. I really like that touch. Like, mm-hmm. remember this journal is important because this may or may not be a dream, but remember that journal. So Allison looks away, and Emily asks, "Who? Who took everything away? Who is after her?" And with incredibly heavy emotion, Allison says, "I don't know, but I bet you're wondering which one is real: mm-hmm. the girl in front of you, or the one who wrote that." So Emily looks away, and Allison says, "You know, so am I." That's that's why I need you. Like you always saw the best version of me, the person I want to be. And then Emily, well, she's like pleading now. Yeah, Emily says, "I don't see that anymore." And Allison, she looks incredibly hurt, but then she turns into this like disarming surprise as she reaches over, seeing that Emily's still wearing the Emily bracelet, which we haven't seen on the show in a long time. And she starts like caressing Emily's wrist in the the bracelet, and then the alarm goes off. Well, she says, "You still wear it." Yeah, and Emily wakes up in her bed in her room. It's daytime. Was this a dream? Was this not a dream? So let's let's analyze Allie a little bit here. You always saw the best version of me, the the person I want to be. There are some people who hate Allie and think mm-hmm. she's a monster. But I think part of the, the wonderfulness of Allie is that she seems like I, I think that's another very sincere line. Emily did always see the best of Allison. And I think that is the person Allie wants to be. The question well, is whether or not she's capable of being that person. And, but to the same point, though, have a crush on somebody. The version of them that exists in your head, I guarantee you, is better than who they actually are. Yeah, but I think Allie, like, Allie needed that kind of adoration from Emily. Right. Well, and I think, but I think... Because I think underneath thought, all, all of Allie's bravado is, like, extreme self-loathing, it seems like. Oh, yeah. I think she's secretly jealous of what all the other liars kind of bring to the table. But I think the thing is that Allison, her superpower was kind of in the way other people saw her mm-hmm. the i'm trying to remember quotes from captain america to, to to use here about you know the truth is not all things to all people but how Arya saw allison as far as allison concerns is, is who she was same thing as the way emily saw her. i mean she was all of those things at once you know what i mean well like, she she needed other people to witness her like that in order to kind of be a, a whole person right and right. it's like, who who has she been for these last two years without that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's daytime. Emily looks over. She's su- she's the open window. She's like super disoriented. She looks down and sees the diaries there with clothes. She feels her wrist, which does not have the Emily bracelet on. So she goes over to one of her shelves, opens up like a little jewelry box, pulls the Emily bracelet out of that. She looks around the room, you know, a little confused, a little freaked out. With her was it all a dream? This? Well, because the diary was moved. Mm-hmm. It was where Allie left it, but then her bracelet was in this box, seemingly where Emily had left it, right? Or we knew where to look for it. So it's like, who knows what that was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and you have to kind of go back and analyze a lot of those scenes, you know, mm-hmm. now, except for the obviously the hospital one. But even then, Hannah could have been drugged. I'm of the opinion that they were all real, except for Spencer's hallucination. Um, oh, with the pills. With the pills, yeah. Allie wants her pills. Um. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Not that one. Um, the one where she dances with Allie. Oh, oh yeah. That was definitely, definitely fake. But um, I, I feel like all the other ones are real. Like when she goes to see Arya, when Arya's being drugged. Doesn't she take the pages out of the No, she takes dolls? something else. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
Okay, yeah. so cut to Hannah's bedroom where Hannah's doing her hair in the mirror. Ashley comes in. Ashley, as usual, looks amazing. Well, Hannah's got some kind of big tenderly things happening with her hair and like a braid on each side of her temple, like going back. She's trying a little bit of a new do. Yeah, she's trying something. Oh, man. Harsh, harsh critic there. Marco Sparks not feeling Hannah's hair. I, I'm not sure if that's a wig or not. So Ashley, of course, again, looks amazing. She's surprised that Hannah is not only awake, but dressed. She says that she figured Hannah would be basically so crushed after her breakup with Caleb that she'd have to, like, drag her to school. Hannah asks Ashley if she's, you know, excited about her first day at her new job, Mrs. D. And Ashley says, you know, she's relieved. <laughs> um, so Ashley asks if Hannah, you know, if she's talked to Caleb. Hannah says that she talked to Caleb. But she turns away when her mother asks her. Well, she's like, yeah, we talked. Um, so Ashley comes up to her and tells her, you know, no matter what, she knows that what Hannah and Caleb had was real. And nothing changes that. She starts to tell Hannah the story about, like, when her dad left. And mm-hmm. Hannah shuts that down and tells her mom that she really just needs to get ready for school. So Ashley says that she'll go make them some eggs. And, you know, she leaves the room. We see from Hannah's face that uh, she is not fine. No, Hannah's not fine. Uh, she's so, wearing... This whole episode is basically that scene from Mad Men where uh, Bob asks Pete how he's doing or how things are going. Not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Briefly, Hannah's outfit, uh, kind of a cream top with like black trim on this short sleeves and like a weird kind of black shoulder thing up top. Mm-hmm. But it has like a big V-neck front. I don't know. It's kind of a weird outfit. Speaking of fashion, get the Toby's loft. Oh, oh yeah. Spencer lets herself in of breakfast. Toby's watching the fucking Weather Channel. Like, he doesn't get the all-crime. That's what he watches all day long. Yeah. Spencer, there's a storm front moving in. Uh, so Spencer says in her little maid's voice, housekeeping. This causes Toby to laugh. Toby is dressed like Karate Jake in this scene. Yeah, he's got, like, the tank tap on. God, he's such a goofy bastard. Can I just posit a theory where Keegan Allen just shows up and, like, whatever's laid out, he puts on, even if it's for the wrong character? <laughs> he just puts it on. Nobody wants to tell him otherwise. Like, when he comes out in the, uh, obviously, like, Emily tracksuits, and everyone's just like, do we tell him that that's Emily's wardrobe? Um, we got to talk about what Spencer's wearing here. Spencer is wearing a trench coat-shaped mini cape. No, this is like a, it's like something like a french nanny would wear this is some this is some like audrey hepburn shit yeah but the rest of the outfit's bizarre because she has this kind of cream weird cape coat thing on that's like completely 100 percent spencer Mm -hmm. but then from the bottom she's got like running shoes on Mm -hmm. with either no socks or very short socks and she has jeans that are pegged they're like Uh, like like acid wash like old jeans yeah and they're, they're pegged at the bottom and then she has uh like uh suspender straps like hanging down for some reason mm-hmm. her belt like it's so bizarre i mean but, the top half of her looks like something like a grown-up eloise would wear to like mm-hmm. be a detective um spencer's surprised that toby's not dressed because isn't toby meeting with peter hasten today toby says no peter can- canceled about an hour ago said that he's in litigation all day which we know what that means on well, spencer last because this is obviously a lie yeah, and he's then, obviously like, on a hot streak at the local cockfights. And then she hides it by pretending to drink coffee out of that empty coffee cup that she has. Yeah. And Toby's like, what, Spencer? I think his hair has grown bigger since the last episode. See, I don't think Peter could be at a cockfight right now because it's daytime. He's still up. I, I feel like they would have closed down by now. No, you know, a hot streak, like little Jerry is just earning the big bucks. Spencer comes to see Peter Hastings at the cockfight. Dad, what are you doing? I'm winning. What does it look like I'm doing? 
Juco, double or nothing. Oh, what do you mean? The, what do you mean the cocks are getting tired? Give him some Red Bull. Um. Yes, I'm afraid to look at Toby's hair because I fear that it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, he um, kind of senses she's like, there's something in that laugh, and he's like, "What, Spencer?" And she's like, "Oh, it's nothing." And she takes her coat off and she says, "Admit, uh, I'm glad Peter canceled or my dad canceled." Uh, you know, I don't think it's such a good idea him getting involved. Yeah. And Toby's like, "You heard what your dad said. If this happened to me, then this happened to others. Riley should be shut down." God, you're a fucking sap, Toby. There is some amazing hand acting there. <laughs> I mean, so Spencer says that that may be true, but that's not why Peter is helping Toby. Spencer says that there's ought to be something they don't know. So Toby tries to get cute. You know, there's a lot we don't know. Astrophysics, Portuguese, how to make flan. And I just wrote down my notes initially because I forgot how the scene went. <laughs> Spencer knows all of these things, you big-haired gargoyle fuck. But Spencer's being serious. She said, so is Toby, you know. Um, he wants like, to do this. I need, you know, He needs to do this. She caresses his rock-hard chin and says, okay, that she'll talk to her dad. She covers up Toby's chin, a la the chin cover-up in Gone Girl. Oh, nice. Which, uh, again, I mean, Keegan Allen's tweet about Gone Girl that seeing that movie recently has made him reevaluate women in his relationships just just ponder that who, who uh, broke Keegan Allen's heart I don't know Spencer tries to get up but he pulls her back down she's like what are you doing he's, he's kissing her that's what he's doing and uh, he says it just so happens that my morning's all freed up and Spencer says oh hmm. and they kiss and she says I do know how to make flan and Toby says why am I not surprised so if we could take it there for a minute, I imagine that while they're having sex, Spencer whispers into his ear all of the ingredients for her recipe to flan, and she does it in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, just to put the uh, the icing on top, she does it in a Stephen Hawking computer voice that's speaking Portuguese. While talking about astrophysics? Triple threat. Um, mm-hmm. So, Rosewood High, we cut to. Ezra's walking through the hallways by the courtyard. He is walking well, so in a... Is this a school day? Yeah. Spencer showed up for a little little morning sunshine there before she's going to go to school. From her teen contractor boyfriend, mm-hmm. who discovered that by, you know, like obviously this is why Jake wears these pants. They really free up your erection. Uh, so Ezra's walking through this, the school in this kind of sinister fashion. as <laughs> Pedo <his>, swag. <laughs> as the soundtrack is good at letting us know. That's the uh, Free Little Liars annotations uh, joke <laughs> on that walk there, and it's so accurate. Yeah. Um, he sees Emily walking down the hallway in the opposite direction. Uh, he makes sure to notice that she's carrying Allison's diary in her hand. Yeah, he definitely sees that diary. Well, you know that he wants to rush over to her and explain to her the concept of personal property and how upsetting it is when someone steals something that you've already worked so hard to steal for yourself. Yeah. Emily sits down at the table and he walks inside the school hallway and like turns around and watches through like the window and the door. He's just like staring right at that diary. So Emily looks through it. I'm sure that she would never see him since he's standing there in front of the giant glass window and that door staring right at her. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I thought this, do you think he has the key to that diary? Because remember, Hannah had to pick the lock. Uh, I, I, you know, those diaries, it can be picked with a paper clip. I, I imagine like if he needed to open it, he just grabbed one. I don't think you need a key. Hmm. It's like hmm. literally like one little latch you just like push on. Hmm. Okay. Um. So I don't know how I know that. Meanwhile, Ezra's classroom which is empty not even containing ezra we know Arya's leaving something in ezra's desk when oh my god Arya's fashion <laughs> well as Arya like hurries away like she's got to go away from there yeah so what's she wearing uh like cheetah print kind of baggy pants 
Yeah. They're like weirdly baggy. They're not tight. Uh, some sort of like red leather belt that like comes together in a V, which is a little bit weird. It's like, it comes together in an angle and then like a black kind of tank top thing. There's like something a, written on it. I can't really tell what. It looks like it's like musical bars. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And there's like a Native American talisman as a necklace. And she's wearing a ring that is bigger than some belt buckles that I've had. She's also going with the just like the straightened hair. It looks like it might be lightened at the bottom. This is some high-powered, weird 80s fashion. Um, mm-hmm. So we see that Spencer's over at the door keeping looks, watch. Because Arya like hustles out of there. Yeah, Spencer's like, she's no fool. Spencer says, was I just a lookout? And Arya's like, did I tell you to whistle if you saw something? Spencer so, says, no. And Arya's like, no, you were not the lookout. And she like points at her and she says this. So uh, these two like going 50-50 at each other, like giving each other like equal amounts of shit. This mm-hmm. is a dynamic I can get so behind. Oh, yeah. Team Swaria, the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they walk out and into the hall. Spencer follows. And uh, Spencer says, how are things going in the uh, romantic lit department? Mm-hmm. And Ari says, all right, that department's been shut down. I was just returning a pen. Spencer's like, really? And Ari says, yes, really. He's very picky about his pens. I, I borrowed one last week, so I thought I would return it. And Spencer says, what's his brand? Nothing gets past Spencer Hastings. And Ari says, hello, third degree. And Spencer just like gives her some eyebrow. Yeah. And Ari says, it's a Fisher ballpoint pen with a custom nib. Ezra has, a, Ezra has a custom nib, yo. Yeah. And she's like, did I pass? And Spencer says, the correct answer was, I don't know. It's just a stupid pan. Nailed it. I still love him. And Arya says, uh, whether or not I do, I'm just, you know, trying to figure out things with Jake. And Spencer says, so let me help you. You like Jake. You love Ezra. And Arya's like, I'm working on it. So Arya marches off. Spencer follows. The question you have to ask yourself is, does Jake have a custom nib? And if he does, is it hurt or is it injured? I think it's about to be injured. Yeah. So at the courtyard, Emily's at the table still. Spencer and Arya come and join her. Um, this is when I really noticed the hanging down suspenders as part <laughs> of her outfit. I well, mean, how often before Mandy Line just starts dressing these girls as crisscross? Let's talk briefly about that last scene. Um, Spencer totally ships Arya and Ezra. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think the reason why is that of the four girls, like two of these girls are into the older dudes, mm-hmm. Arya and Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I never really got the feeling that like Hannah and Emily were that into the whole Fitz thing. The Spencer, well, Spencer, Emily. Spencer wants to know all about it. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, I mean, go back, you know, to I believe was it episode two mm-hmm. when Ezra's on the bike, the bike that we wish he'd fallen off of. I I was reminded on Twitter tonight. I like, spy with my little eyes something that starts with an F. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer is like. <laughs> well, I mean, Ren, Ian. Um, there's been some other older dudes too, right? I mean, like Spencer was like sexually massacring Ezra's body with her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think well, to the point too where you know Ella had to like ponder like, <laughs> is Ezra having an inappropriate relationship with Spencer Hastings? Only in Spencer's mind. Um, <laughs> uh, so they sit down with Emily, who's going through the diary still, and Spencer says to Emily, "Is it a page turner?" Um, so Emily says that yesterday she couldn't even make it through the first story that was about her. Ari asks her what changed, and Emily says, I want answers from Allie, from this book. I'll take them anywhere I can get them. She's devised a color-coded sticky note system for the girls' stories. Um, Emily's going to be green, Spencer's going to be blue, Ari is going to be purple, Hannah's pink, Allie's yellow, 
and white is for whoever they don't know who the story's about. And I feel like we could debate these color choices forever. I feel like they're pretty accurate. You don't think Arya should have been red or black? I mean, seriously? I don't think she has red or black. Red, red, red and black are not possible colors. I mean, if, 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 if like Spencer was red instead of Arya, I would debate it. But red and black are not on the table. So I'll take Arya being purple. Okay. She's very royal. Um, so Spencer says, like, wow, that is so me of you. And it's just like, bitch, please. Uh, it's the look she gets, Spencer. She says, actually, it's so Pam feels of me. I'm becoming my mother. I just wanted to be there while they rehearsed that line. Because first of all, this is so me of you. It's like mm-hmm. right in line with the theory. Um, oh, yeah. But Spencer just gives her, you know, this very knowing smile. Ari asks how bad it is. And Emily says it's weird. There's one story where Allison says that Emily is so desperate in love with her that she'd rob a bank for her. And another where she says that Emily, you know, always puts her friends first and she wishes that she was more like her. Almost as though there were two people writing. Yeah. And then Hannah approaches kind of cautiously. Hannah's looking a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, what's going on? And Spencer kind of announces Emily has this system. And Hannah nods. And she asks how much uh, Emily's read. And Emily says, enough to need a break. Who's next? Purple or blue? And she kind of holds up. The uh, post-it notes, and Arya's about to grab the book when Hannah snatches it away and gives it to Spencer. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You're better with clues." And Arya's l- look on her face, like, "What the fuck, Hannah?" Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ezra is watching all of this from that window, just staring at them. As does nobody else see that Ezra is just standing at a window, like gazing, like like obsessive. <laughs> like he looks. I want like a student you're... to come up and be like, "Mr. Fitz, can I talk to you about my paper?" And he's like, "Fuck off." Yeah. He just knocks their books out of their hands. Well, like, Dear Diary, today Ezra Fitz looked like, like more of an obsessive pederast than usual. Um, so Emily points They're out... They're like, seriously, he just stares at Arya all day now. Like, the yeah. whole lunchtime, he just stared at her. Sometimes I think he's, like, silently mouthing words to himself. And Everyone knows. Dogs oh. know. Yeah. <laughs> so Emily points out that Hannah never told them, you know, how's Caleb? Hannah fires off a quick, fine. She doesn't want to talk about this. Spencer's, you know, glaring to, uh, glancing through the diary, and Spencer says... Oh, did you guys know that Allie wrote poetry? But Ari asks Hannah, you know, when do they get to see Caleb? Hannah says they don't. Well, what do you mean, Hannah? Caleb well, got in well, his car and drove they, away. He don't. He left already. Yeah. And Ellie's like, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, he got in his car and drove away. To where? Ravenswood? Spencer asks. And Aria wants to know when he's coming back. And Hannah says, he's not. We broke up. And Ari's like, oh, my God. And Emily says, are you okay? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally fine. It's, you know, we needed to move on. And we decided to make a clean break. And all the liars were like bullshit, basically. Right. Uh, and Hannah grabs a diary and starts reading it, like, like just shit's no big deal. Like, oh, I'm just gonna start reading this. And Spencer asks Hannah, like, did, did you and Caleb both decide this? Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, I don't know if I've read this one, just like ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Ari says, Hannah, and Hannah's reading. She says, I used to go there when I was little, back when the bumblebee was bright, neon yellow little fellow. Now he's lost his light. She says, I don't know what he's talking about, but rhymes okay. And the other this liars a, are just all like staring at each other now. This is from a story we see called The Busy Bee. Yeah. And Emily's like, yeah, it's not bad. Ari asks for the diary and she looks at it and she says, oh, Allie's describing the Busy Bee Inn. She's, uh, Ari used to go there a million years ago with her family. They'd go to the aquarium in Killingworth and then have dinner at the bed and breakfast. So real quick, Killingworth? I believe that's a real place. Is, that sounds terrifying. Who lives in Killingworth? Um, so Ari reads from the diary, you know, broke the hatch and left it hanging. Don't think the keep will mind. No one there to make repairs. The perfect place to hide. 
Spencer identifies that as the perfect hideaway. Uh, an empty bed and breakfast. She left the door unlocked, ready for her return. So we see that Ezra's still watching this. At some point, he starts to move down the hallway. And I thought to myself, can Ezra read lips? Probably. I mean, he's not a complete moron. Nah. He makes some fake smiles at some students as he passes them. So, you know, we cut back to the courtyard table there. Emily's on her phone, having looked up the Busy Bee on, in online. She finds a website that says it's been closed for years now. The building's still there, sign and all. We see in the website that there's a note. Thanks for 50 great years. <laughs> for a great 50 years. I think that's kind of funny that you would continue to pay for the website that you no longer have the business for, but whatever. Um, so Hannah grabs a diary back from Arya. She proclaims that they have to go there today. And Arya's like, well, I don't really think that one poem is enough to go on. Um, and Hannah says, it is when it's all you've got, which I think is funny that Hannah has to explain that to the mysterious girl with the lyrical name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah says, you know, you heard Spencer. She'd be hiding out there. And Spencer's just like, uh, yeah, I think we should check it out then. So Emily says that she gets off at six. She asks if Arya's free. Arya says, hey, that works for me. Um, so we see Ezra comes around to another angle of the courtyard. He like leans against a brick column and watches the liars. Uh, he's like leaning closer, watching totally obvious. Well, it's a nice use of this set. I mean, it's probably, I think, the best use of this set to kind of show how this is all linked. Um, but he leans against Edward's column, watches them. He sees as Hannah slips the diary into her bag. He turns away, and he has that kind of, like, dead-eyed, making plans face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we cut over to the brew. Emily is kind of spacing out while she busts the table. And we see her co-workers behind her just, like, glaring at her as one of them tries to get her attention. Mm-hmm. She finally turns around. They, like, hand her what I think is, like, her paycheck. And they're like, what are we even paying you for? Yeah, Emily takes it and puts it in her bag. And then as she's doing this, she finds there's a note in there. She pulls it out and reads it. And it's written in kind of cursive handwriting. looks like Allie's. says, I want to come home. Meet me at our spot. And Emily kind of looks around concerned. Then we get a POV shot from outside. Like somebody is watching this. Mm. Emily tells her coworker, Tamara, that uh, she has to leave early. Is it Tamara or is it Tara? Hard to tell. Uh, Can you cover Emily's shift? And her coworker nods, probably just like biting her cheek to keep well, from cursing. Even before that, before Emily even walked over to put the envelope in her purse, this this coworker Tara, I think it's Tara, was giving her such a shitty look. <laughs> well, they probably hate her, and, oh, that, and now Emily again is just like, "Oh, I gotta go. Peace out. Fuck you." Well, I mean, for here, number one, here walks in your coworker who's you know stunningly gorgeous, looks perfect all the time. Doesn't fucking do a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's constantly, constantly, this is probably not the only time that Emily's just like, hey, I'm bouncing, cover my shit. I mean, it's not even really a question. They're like, uh, you just got here like five minutes ago. Like, you literally showed up, collected your paycheck, and left. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. I doubt that Tara's even, like, barely surprised. So we and see- we, we've seen all this, like, through the window as somebody outside's been watching this. Yeah, so we go back to Ezra's classroom, where Ezra's, like, sitting at his desk, listening to something on headphones, typing away on his laptop. Arya comes in the door. like, red earbuds. What are those, like, Beats? Beats by Dre? Yeah. Arya saunters on in, kind of looks behind her, see if the coast is clear, and walks over. And Ezra's kind of, like, surprised. She's kind of sneaking up on him there with the headphones on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he quickly takes his earbuds off and closes his laptop. And Arya says, hey, what are you working on so intently? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. 
the end of the story. It's it's not ready for public consumption yet. Oh, the strange case of Arya and Ezra. Yeah, Ezra. Well, Ezra... Arya's like nodding, smiling, probably just like assuming that it's about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezra got Arya's note about tonight, which we saw her leaving earlier. He runs over and shuts the door. As he does, we see on the blackboard there's a quote from Stevenson from Jekyll and Hyde. It is the quote is it is one thing to mortify curiosity and another to conquer it. <laughs> And he gets up to shut that door. He's like, about tonight. Uh, and Arya cuts him off and says, actually, I can't now. Something came up. And Ezra's like, oh, is everything okay? And she lies with the truth by saying that uh, Han and Caleb broke up. So it's basically going to be like girls' night out of town, get their minds off things. And she's like, oh, I couldn't tell them I had plans. And Ezra's like, oh, no, no, of course not. Uh, you're all going? And Arya's like, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, is it anywhere special? And she gives him this like vaguely questioning look. Uh, like it's kind of like, since when do you care? Uh, then she lies and says Emily's making a reservation somewhere. She's like, it's about time that somebody is obsessed with every detail of my life. Oh, and he, he says, uh, he has a stack of papers to grade tomorrow, grade anyway. So tomorrow. And Ari kind of nods a little, uh, noncommittal. And he says, about last night, it didn't feel like there's anyone else. I f- it felt right. Mm. And Arya says she knows, but uh, I feel like th- this is the interesting, interesting thing about Arya and Ezra right now. And I forgot to mention this in the last episode. All of their scenes together, they no longer feel romantic. No, they, fe- they feel like like Arya subconsciously knows something's wrong, but she just like she it's like she doesn't know how to process that feeling, so she's just going going for it with Ezra now. Even though I I feel like some part of her knows that there's something wrong now. It, but yeah. she doesn't she doesn't really know what to do with that feeling. So she's she keeps on like Ezra's kind of like pushing it more than ever now. So she's just going with it. Well, but it's the same thing uh, like with Jake. He was trying to push his narrative onto her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arya's like, you know, this isn't fair for either of you. And Ezra's like, or you, because they're so doomed and tragic. Yeah. She looks behind her and then kind of moves in closer to Ezra. And it's like she wants to put his her hand on his. Uh, but then it's like she decides and turns to leave instead. She heads out. Ezra gets his laptop back out, puts his earbuds on, and he's listening to recordings with Allie. Mm-hmm. Allie is saying on this recording, you still can't see who's threatening me? Look, I, I need to figure out where to go. I need to make a plan, some sort of escape. I don't know, a, a way to not be Allison Dillarentis anymore. Can you please help me? Creepy Ezra here is on the edge of his seat. I also like that Ezra is so emboldened now. It's like he's no longer afraid of getting punched in the face by Jake. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, that he's uh, reconquered Arya. Yeah. So we're out in the woods. There's some intense piano music playing. Uh, we see Emily here. Uh, she's walking to the woods towards a kissing rock. Um, she well, looks it's around. kind of propulsive, ominous music. Yeah. She looks around and sees some graffiti on the side of the kissing rock. Right about... The sixteen fourteen mark is the thumbnail from your recap video for seasons one through four. Yeah, yeah, this was a shot I used. I actually cheated. It was it was a the part of the video is from season two, but I, I cheated and used a season four shot of Emily because I couldn't find any good ones from season two. Um, so Emily just sits there and she waits and she's thinking. Uh, the lyric on the song that's kind of repeated here is "Ooh, uh, I surrender." Oh no! The, before that, it's like secret hidden underneath it, trying hard to keep it safely out of reach. Uh. And yeah, there's, we get some handheld shots looking through the trees, like somebody's watching all this. Mm-hmm. Emily's sitting on the rock, she's sighing, she leans over, and we see written on the side of the kissing rock here is, uh, in red lettering, like inside of a heart, it's EF plus AD. 
Emily kind of caresses it. I surrender. Keeps playing on the soundtrack. I just wonder, like, I, I guess is it every other scene in the script or just like a little note? It's like, hey, Norbuck, don't forget to get like a potentially voyeuristic footage. <laughs> I really dig it in this episode. I mean, because it's it doesn't feel like it's always supposed to be Ezra. I mean, Ezra's no. theoretically A, but there's a lot of times in this episode where it's you're kind of wondering, like, is this Ezra or is this another A? Like, what exactly is going on here? Well, and I think there's still that same part of, you know, the same people who last season were like, there's no way Toby is A mm. or Trang Spencer or whatever. I don't know what's going on, but... Uh, Ezra must have some reason for all the shadiness he's, you know... Because it's not like he's been a creep since the beginning of the show, like <laughs> dating a high school girl or anything. Um, so Spencer this is just home. tree love, man. Yeah. So Spencer at home, she's got this kind of her like fanciful venturing about trench cape on again. Well, she's in, you know, so in the Hastings house, there's those double doors they go through sometimes. Yep. We've never seen around the corner. Where presumably like that way lies like Peter's office. We're around the corner now. Well, I think that what I think is happening here, based on the way the scene goes, she's on the phone, presumably with with Peter's secretary. I think that she's just come in the front door. Yeah, she's in the front door, which I think we can see behind her. Um, she's entered that way. The front door that nobody ever uses. Mm-hmm. Except for Spencer, now. Yeah, and she's she's on the phone. She's talking to, it's probably like Peter's secretary, I would uh, guess. Desi? Desi. Yeah, and she's leaving a message for Desi to say, hey, can you tell my dad to call Toby when he gets out of his meeting? Uh, he'll know what it's about. And then she hears like voices from the kitchen. She turns and walks around the corner through those double doors into the kitchen, and there's Peter Hastings talking to Jessica De Laurentiis, mm-hmm. and Peter's telling Jessica, Jessica, he says, I don't understand. Does Jason know? And Jessica says, he doesn't need to. And very loudly, Spencer says, actually, Desi, I can tell him myself. Thanks. And she smirks, like, very annoyed as Peter, like, looks back at her. Is Spencer, this- I didn't expect you home yet. Like, like I said on Twitter, this is his literal, oh, shit face. This is Spencer's <laughs> literal... Busted! Look, and this is just with the not just literal like caught. Um, Peter's, yeah, Peter's like Spencer. I didn't expect you home so soon. Uh, Spencer's like, yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm then, surprised this isn't like every interaction between the members of the Hastings clan. Yeah, she, yeah, likewise. And then behind Peter, we see uh, Jessica Delorant is coming to focus. She has the craziest looking forced smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like the weirdest, like frozen, like mm, I'm smiling. Uh, and Peter says, uh, he turns around, he asks Jessica, like, "Oh, do you have everything you need?" And she's like, "Yes, thank you." And uh, she she tries to leave, but then Spencer says, "And what doesn't Jason know?" <laughs> and Peter and Jessica both pause and look at each other. And Jessica says, "Ken and I are getting a divorce. And I'd like to tell Jason in person." And find out Jessica's going to court next week, and Peter was kind enough to lend her some legal ex- some of his legal expertise. Uh, says, uh, I should probably get to the post office where it closes, so thanks again. I had so many sex jokes about the legal expertise that Peter was kind enough to lend Jessica, but uh, yeah. they're actually too lewd for the podcast. And so she leaves, and Peter says, oh, I'll uh, walk you out, and he shoots a look over at Spencer. Hmm. And so... Sorry, go ahead. You... Uh, no, I was just saying, Spencer, like, she refuses to let sleeping dogs lie. Spencer <laughs> will electrocute the shit out of those dogs until they wake up and spill every secret they've ever known. Um, mm-hmm. So we cut to the rear window brew. Hannah is seriously contemplating a pastry under glass. when a Travis cream-filled walks up. pastry. Looks good. Travis walks up to her. It's like this 
earthy bro can just smell the sad singleness upon her. Well, I, he's walking up to get coffee. He's not just walking up to her. But he kind of, yeah. he looks over and sees her and he says, you look like you want one. It's on me. Uh, like the pastries. And uh, Hannah says, oh, no thanks. Uh, one leads to a dozen. Mm. And then she's like, uh, how are you? And he says, I'm good. Low on jet fuel, which I guess, uh, is, I guess is what the cool kids say when they're out of coffee. I don't know what that means, but it does not sound good, bro. It means he needs caffeine. Uh, he says, did you want something or are you just going to stand there? And Hannah says, uh, stand here. She says, yeah, I was looking for my friend, but she must have gone home already. So Emily just fucking bounced. Yeah. Uh, Travis orders a medium coffee. He just orders a medium coffee. Nothing frou-frou. Just medium coffee. So obviously he's sketchy. Oh? Not well, a I fan mean, of people who drink coffee? Everyone on the show, double shot of this with some whip and, I don't know, all the fucking hootenanny <laughs> in there. Like, I feel like Spencer probably coffee. drinks plenty of black coffee, too, though. <laughs> Let's just choose the beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, medium coffee. And then he, he asked Hannah, uh, did you hear the latest about Cece? And we, we apparently get the news. This is just on the news. Apparently somebody spotted Cece at a train station in Maryland. But by the time the cops showed, Cece was gone. But they have her trail now. And Hannah's like, well, they, are they sure it was her? And he's like, yeah, you know, they have security footage and everything. And Hannah says, do you know, do, or do they know why she did it? And Travis says, apparently CC was pretty hard on cash. And then she made a few big deposits before his death. And Hannah says, wait, they think somebody paid her to kill Wilden? And Travis says, lots of people wanted him dead. Hmm. And so Hannah's like, well, thanks for the update. And like way too quickly, he asks how she is. He's like, how are you? How's your mom? And Hannah's like, she's good. Starting a new job today. The bank, well, turns out people still read papers. And Travis says, and Caleb? And Hannah's like, he's fine. Uh, I should go tell my mom about Cece. She could not look more uncomfortable. Yeah. And he's like, sure. And she's like, oh, good to see you. And like bounces. He, he gets an eyeful of ass, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Spencer's kitchen we cut to. Uh, Spencer is, is now climbing up her father's ass. Maybe not literally. Reading, says, pa- reading Peter the right act here. She says, three days ago, you literally banned me from talking to her. And now I find you alone with her in this house Why? Why mom was away on business. Were you with her all day? Is this why you canceled on Toby? I mean, she's really giving him the business. Uh, no. I don't like what I'm being accused of. Well, Peter Hastings right now is the very definition of, of looking like someone who looks like they need a drink or three. Oh, also, you see in the move where he faces away from her and then turns around dramatically. Can I just say side note? Why hasn't like DC Animation tapped Nolan North to be the voice of Batman? Oh, that'd be interesting. He'd be amazing. As well, they, they, I mean, they have like what Kevin Connolly is that the guy's name? I don't think he does it anymore. I think they have mm-hmm. like uh, that guy from the the canceled Life on Mars remake. Um, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I know Mark Hamill doesn't do the Joker. I think anymore. he was he in that Fox show where they go back in time and fight dinosaurs with the guy from Avatar. Giovanni Jason Ravici? O'Mara. Yeah, I wish it was Giovanni Ribisi. No, no, I don't wish it was Giovanni Ribisi. I take that back. Jason O'Mara? Mara? O'Mara? I had no fucking clue. He's Irish I, or British or something? Pretend to be The American. important point here is that Peter doesn't like being accused. He doesn't like what, what he's being accused of. Spencer says, do you think I like it? Yeah. And Peter says, Jessica's husband is lowering up against her. She's upset. She needs some legal advice. Do they have, like, like really harsh divorce laws, like, kind of, like, pro-husband in Pennsylvania? Like, <laughs> unless, I, I mean, I guess maybe if he could prove Jessica cheated, then he, he'd he have, like, uh, Ken would have a case. I don't know. I mean, 
child out of wedlock like 21 years ago or whatever that doesn't seem like that would suddenly be grounds i don't, I don't know you just imagine kendra just like you better lawyer up asshole because <laughs> i'm coming back for not half um uh, it's like she comes back just as like equally flamed up like oh and what you're the only barrister in town hey spencer yes father <laughs> uh i think he can see that his daughter's clearly the dark phoenix right now well, i um, think he he sees like oh you were old enough to play the game at my level so let me move in closer and talk a little softer that's okay i canceled on toby because i heard from radley i didn't know how to tell him and spencer says tell him what and peter says that marion's death was an accident no one was at fault and spencer's just like what but i thought that you said and he says yeah i know what i said that's before I had all the information. And he says, Marion was on the roof. She slipped and fell, but there was another patient up there. They covered up the truth to protect that patient. <laughs> I love the way Peter says this. He's like, apparently they're fragile. <laughs> apparently those crazy bitches are fragile. Uh, anyway, Marion's death wasn't a suicide, but it wasn't a murder either. And Spencer just stares at these like huge disbelieving eyes. She's like, I can't believe anything you say. She looks faster. incredulous. Yeah, they've just played the Game of Thrones, and I don't know if anyone's won or die here. I mean, that still seems like like grounds for like a lawsuit for the Kavanaugh family. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, it's getting later at the Kissing Rock. Emily's tired of waiting. She gets up, takes off the Emily bracelet, leaves it on the rock. She keeps looking around, hopeful, but there's no sign of anyone. That nice she can overhead see. shots here. Yeah, we see from this, uh, we get a sense from the camera that someone's indeed watching her, though. So Emily walks away finally. Nice shot where the camera, like, lowers, gets the bracelet in the foreground there as we watch Emily walk away. Um, the camera continues to linger there for a while. Like, I really felt like at some point someone's hand was going to, like, snake its way into the frame and grab the bracelet. But it never Perhaps happened. they did after the cut happened. Yeah, so yeah. then the rear window brew. Spencer comes marching in. She's still wearing Fierce. her... She's wearing her trench cape again. She looks like she's about to like vomit pure inferno. She sees Mrs. D is getting some coffee. Spencer goes marching over to her. And Mrs. D is all like, hello, Spencer. How are you? And Spencer's like, I don't know what's going on between you and my dad. Or I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on between you and my dad. But you need to stay away from him. I, I had to correct that because yeah. she says it low through gritted teeth. Basically, Spencer. Dirty Harry. Spencer, honey, I think I, you may have the ro- very wrong impression. Spencer says, there are plenty of other lawyers in this town. Find one you haven't slept with and keep my family out of it. She's like yelling as everyone hears. Uh, one girl over at the coffee bar is drinking a, or I'm sorry, reading a, uh, Confessions of a Hater book. By, by Caprice Crane. Yeah, and she just kind of like looks over and smirks and Jessica just like walks off like she's stunned and Spencer takes a big breath and she's like, oh wow, that was in public. So I was, yeah, everyone's like, oh shit, slut shaming. Uh, I was fascinated by this placement, this like prominent coverage for this book. Uh, I, all I could find was Caprice Crane has, she wrote, she wrote a book, she's done some screenwriting, she's followed by quite a few people that we follow on Twitter. Uh, she did some kind of contest thing, you know, mentioned her book on Twitter during the broadcast of this episode. It's not her who's holding the book mm-hmm. in the episode. I'm just, there's, I mean, this is like not. I, I'm going to guess that like w- one of the, show producers or, or writers like they're probably just friends with her i'm guessing I, it's it's a pretty good advertisement i think mm-hmm. um it's definitely like noticeable so outside spencer's house it's dusk emily's car pulls up we see spencer's been waiting she gets in the back seat she mentions to emily that she's late uh, well driving arrangements here emily is driving hannah is in the passenger seat aria and spencer are in the back hmm, hmm. 
So we see that Emily is using like the voice GPS thing in her car to calculate the route to the busy bee in and killing Uh Just remember that this GPS combined with a little doll kidnapped Emily one time. Didn't you tell me this was like the product placement for this episode? Yeah, yeah. Well, anytime you see a product, it's product placement. So this okay. is how they product place uh, like GPSs and cars and whatnot. It's fascinating. It's so much better than the one that Paige had, though, where she's like trying to bing something on her dashboard. <laughs> like bing the costume shop. Yeah. Oh, the only costume shop in town? Here it is. Yeah. Or was it Aria said later? Is there some magic shop we don't know about? Um, so on the road at night, uh, Spencer asks if the others have heard the news. Emily mentions that they heard it from Hannah that CeCe's in Maryland. So Ari asks them that anything's been found in the book, uh, or, uh, Ali's journal or diary, about CeCe. Emily says, not yet. Spencer says, forget CeCe. I want to know who put her on the payroll. And then she demands a book from Hannah. So Hannah hands it back. She's looking pretty sullen. Hannah, let's just say, she has a secret. She looks pretty bothered by something, but she has a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer opens to a page. Talking about a blue-haired emo princess, Susie Clueless. Take a few guesses as to who Susie Clueless is. Yeah. Uh, Little Miss Perfect doesn't have any dirty secrets, but her dad does. Yeah. So in the front seat, Emily says, how are you doing? And Hannah says, great. And Emily says... Very flatly, she's like, great. I meant about Caleb. And Hannah's like, so do I. And Um, Spencer from the back looks mildly concerned. But meanwhile, Spencer's actually taking pictures of each page of the diary with her phone. Very smart, Spencer. One story we see is called Hot for Teacher, which is an upcoming episode title. Uh, so Hannah asks where Emily was earlier when Hannah came to visit. Oh, do, do you want me to read the Hot for Teacher entry? By all means. Because I wrote it down. Okay. Uh, Allie, Allie writes, I saw a teacher interviewing today with the principal. He was quite sexy. LOL. <laughs> High school boys are gross and college guys are only looking for one thing. But older men, now they know what they want and they take it all. He looks kind of bookish, but in a cute way. I will get to know him eventually and have a teacher on my side. Hmm. Who could she be talking about? Uh, that's actually a very good question. So, yeah, Hannah asks Emily uh, where, where Emily was. And Emily's like, when? Hannah's like, uh, when I was at the brew and you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And Emily lies and says, oh, I had to run an errand for my mom. They're all lying to each other in this episode. It's great. The only person, well, they're all. Except for Spencer. Yeah, so they're all withholding information that's vitally important to the others, except for Spencer. It's just, Spencer's just holding on to Hastings shit. Well, and I, I really feel like this is just Allie. Like, Allie comes back into their life, and now they're all lying again. Yeah. I mean, it's not all because of Allie, but it's metaphorically, you know, narratively speaking, it is. This is what she does to them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can see Spencer's basically getting nauseous or car sick in the back, watch, reading, taking pictures, and the car's moving. Arya recognizes it. Um, I, I love that Arya too. knows that Spencer gets car sick. Yeah. And um, Arya says, hey, I get the book. I get, I get the book as soon as you get car sick. Yeah. Hannah looks pretty nauseous too, but Hannah for just other looks reasons. Like more and more like stressed. Yeah. So, meanwhile, speaking of which, at Hannah's house, Ezra's being let in by Ashley Marin. He's in a uh, suit. How the sausage is made, I will flash back to when this episode originally aired. I had to watch this like the next day. You, I believe, just sent me a picture. Of Ezra in the same scene as Ashley Marin. Mm-hmm. And that made my brain go bonkers for the whole night. Trying to like. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the first time they've ever had a scene together. Oh, I, I believe so. But I was just like trying to like ascertain like what the fuck could be going on. <laughs> Ezra and Ashley Marin are sharing a scene together. Oh, yeah. But uh, Ashley, speaking of which, is super freaked out basically that a teacher's come to the house. Ezra's I wouldn't say school. she's freaked out. 
well, she seems a little bit nervous. Oh, she's probably thinking, ah, shit, what did Hannah do? Because uh, Ezra's like, oh, I'm sorry to bother you at home. And Ashley's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And Ezra says, is, is Hannah here? And Ashley says, oh, Hannah's out with friends. And he says, oh, well, I can come back. And Ashley's like, Mr. Fitz, what the fuck is going on? Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to wrote my note that she looks so nervous, like she's going to need a glass of wine after this. But, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she's going to need one anyway. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I was, I was hoping to do this while you're both here, but maybe this is better. Uh, he says, I, I made a big mistake. I knew Hannah was having a hard time here at home, so I gave her an extension on her schoolwork. But now we're at the point where if she doesn't hand in some of that schoolwork, she might fail the class. And Ashley's like, I literally had no idea what was going on with my child's studies. Well, and, but again, he lies to the truth. Oh, yeah. And he says, I'm happy to stay with her after school. A few hours every week could really help. Uh, and the Emily, or I'm sorry, Ashley's phone starts ringing like in the other room. And, but Ezra continues, he says, uh, Hannah could really stand to have some extra encouragement at home. Maybe we could set up a schedule. And that phone just keeps ringing. Finally, Ashley's like, I'll do whatever I can to help. Uh, please excuse me. And that's my work phone. You know, she goes over to answer it. Her brand new work phone. Yeah, and she says, oh, this, this might take a minute. And he pulls out a book from his little messenger bag there, and he says, oh, the, I'm fine waiting. The Cornell Woolrich book from last week. Yeah, Rear Window and Other Stories. Mm-hmm. And so Ashley goes over and answers as De Laurentiis Properties. Uh, apparently there's like a tenant that has like some sort of leak, like a water leak, and she's heading into the kitchen. Ezra just kind of stands there and waits and watches. Ooh, and, but this jerk is like, his thing is he's just going to sit in her foyer and like read a book. Well, no, he's going to wait and watch, and as soon as Ashley's uh, out of sight, he goes upstairs. But, I mean, like, she's in the, the other room on the phone thinking, like, this jerk is just sitting in my foyer reading a book. What a creep. Mm-hmm. Um, So, on the road, the girls are still driving. There's a ton of multicolored post-it notes throughout this thing we see now. Um, Arya says, okay. Well, the, the GPS is- says, continue to exit 48. Right. Arya says, okay, Himachichi has got to be Spencer, but who's Susie Clueless? L-O-L. Says Susie Clueless. I also was way harsh. Spencer leans over. She wants to look. And then Arya says, oh, you know what? Uh, oh, she says, oh, you know what? You're not going to throw up on me. And Spencer's like, fine. So she leans back. LOL. In the front seat, Hannah turns on the radio loudly. Because uh, as we've learned on the show, of all the liars, Hannah is the keeper of music. Mm-hmm. Especially diegetic music. Um, you know, Emily asks her to turn this down. Hannah's like, well, I thought this was a road trip. And Emily's like, yeah, to find our no longer dead friend. This isn't spring break. Um, <laughs> spring break. But a lot of these girls have like major attitude about the secrets that they're actively keeping from each other. So Arya says, uh, Allie's friend's dad is having an affair, but Susie Clueless doesn't know. Spencer does the sacred eeny, meeny, miny, mo and declares that it could be any of them. I feel like she's just pretending like we all oh, know who it is. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then Arya says, Oh, mystery salt. It's me. Yeah. And Spencer's like, why? What does it say? And Ari says, despite her, fre-, she's reading, she says, despite her freakish pink hair dye, I've always admired Susie for her great sense of style. All of the LOLs, all of them. <laughs> Spencer's, pff, how touching. She, yeah, she scoffs. And Ari's like, purple me. So Spencer hands her a purple post and note. Hannah rolls her eyes and all this. Yeah, uh, and, and Ari applies it to Susie Clueless. So the car keeps driving. So later, uh, Ari is still reading the diary. She asks if M read one of these entries called The Cradle Robber. Yeah, Arya asks when Allison had a rendezvous with a younger guy. Serious, serious Hannah face from the front seat. Oh yeah, yeah. Hannah turns up the music even louder, proclaiming that she loves this song, which seems pretty crappy. Conveniently turns it up. Uh, Emily's Emily's getting annoyed, and then the GPS announces that there's an obstruction up ahead, and please wait for a reroute. And Emily, it's just it's just like seriously, Hannah, and she like glares annoyed. She turns the radio back down. Whoa! Can we just say real quick? 
The Busy Bee Inn is on Skipjack Road. Skipjack Road in Killingworth. Skipjack Road. This sounds like not the best place to be in the Dark Knight. Probably. Yeah, Skipjack Road. Uh, so they they turned down the music. Uh, meanwhile, at Hannah's house, Ash is still on the phone, you know, in the kitchen. Ezra's upstairs, like trying to find Hannah's room. He kind of realizes it's the right one as he passes. It goes inside. He finds Hannah's bag on her bed. He starts going through it and then just dumps its contents onto the bed and starts like pouring through it. He's not finding what he's looking for. His crazy eyes basically say, fuck. Uh, <laughs> he's looking around Hannah's room frantically. Uh, meanwhile, poor, downstairs, poor Ashley's realizing that she's been on the phone forever. She's trying to give this tenant the number for the, stu- the super. Uh, By the way, this- that address is not real. I don't think Killingworth exists after all. You think there's no Skipjack Road in Killingworth? Apparently not. <laughs> so the this tenant, you know, is giving her the wrong apartment number, was talking about the leak, now talking about the smoke detector, basically just distracting Ash. Kinda makes you wonder if perhaps this person on the other end of the line is intentionally distracting Ashley. Perhaps so that Ezra will have time to rifle through shit. It's a good question. So he's you know, going through Hannah's shit, um, He's so creepy that part of you is almost like dreading that he's going to like open up her underwear drawer or something. Mm. He finds her laptop. And then smell it. Yeah, yeah. I have lots of notes about that. He finds her laptop, opens it, and it's, he starts to like type something, it seems like. Yeah, he starts typing on the laptop. Um, so on the dark and scary road, Emily's car is pulling down another dark and scary road. Lightning's crashing. She's going very slow now because it's like the deep woods. Yeah, and Hannah says, Em, when I said I could use a pit stop, I didn't mean an actual pit. And he's like, I'm just following the GPS. I must have missed a turn. And Arya somehow is like also following along the GPS, probably because she's A. Mm-hmm. And she says, just get back on the highway, Em. And, and, and Emily says, I can't. There's construction. And Arya's like, not according to my phone right here. Mm-hmm. And Spencer finds another page about Cradle Robber, uh, where Allie is debating telling their mutual friend about this Cradle Robber situation. Uh, but the next page is torn out. And she wordlessly just kind of looks over to Hannah. Yeah. And then Ari says, you're turning around because the car's slowing down. And Emily says, no. And Ari says, you're stopping? And Emily's like, no, I'm not doing anything. The engine stopped working. What? So once again, they have been kidnapped by Emily's GPS. And so they, they get out. Emily's got the hood up. And Hannah's asking, like, do you see what the problem is? And Emily's like, I can barely see it at all. And Emily says, okay, there's the radiator, uh, there's the dipstick, there's, and Arya says, hey, let's just hypothetically say you could figure out what's wrong with the engine. Would you even know how to fix it? And Emily's like, well, yeah, probably not. And it says, well, that's good to know. And then lightning flashes again, and Spencer's like, what are we going to do? Toby thinks I'm at a study group. And Emily's like, yeah, same with Paige. And Hannah says, well, I texted Travis, uh, he has a tow truck, but he doesn't know how, uh, he, he doesn't know enough to ask questions. Just like you ladies like him. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, well, we're about 10 minutes away from a complete downpour. And Hannah gets a text, it's Travis, uh, Travis can come tow them, but it's gonna be about two hours. Oh, and he's definitely, yeah, Hannah's definitely gonna need to pee before then. So Arya's typing away on her Blackberry, because she still has a Blackberry for some reason. And uh it looks like Ezra's fuck cabin is nearby. And Arya's, Arya announces, like, oh, I know a place we can wait. And Spencer's like, where? And Arya says, a cabin. And she lies and says it's her uncle's and it's close by. Conveniently. And Hannah says, does it have a bathroom? And Arya nods and says, yeah, and a fireplace. And so Emily's like, well, lead the way. So uh at Hannah's house, as she finally gets off the phone, she ponders basically how weird that was. She walks in the, fo- the foyer 
It almost seems like she's shocked to see that Ezra's just sitting there well, reading his book in a chair. Ashley's discovering what a huge pain in the ass it is to be the on-call person for a property management company. Yeah. Oh, man, what a shit job. But she's, I feel like she's, part of her is just like, she just assumed that Ezra would be upstairs. It was like face down in her daughter's underwear drawer or something. But she apologizes <laughs> for taking so long. Because, yeah, Ezra, he's he's just down there waiting, reading the book like he hasn't been going through hand shit the whole time. He holds up his book and is like, never leave home without one. And she's like, get the fuck out. Well, I feel like Ashley was like, you know, I was going to ask you to have a glass of wine with me. Mm -hmm. And then you said that. Get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Scary road through the woods. Uh, Anyone feel a raindrop? Emily and Ari are walking up front. Uh, uh, Spencer and Hannah are in the back, um, walking towards the fuck cabin. Yeah. Emily asks if anyone else has lost cell service. Uh, and Hannah, or Spencer kind of hangs back with Hannah as the other two walk ahead. And Spencer says, there's a page missing in the story about the Crail robber. Do you think A took it? And Hannah's like, mm, maybe. And uh, Spencer asks if, if all the pages were in the book when she took it from A's apartment. And Hannah's like, uh, I don't know. And Spencer says, you didn't notice that there's a whole page torn out? Like Spencer's just like giving her the, like the Columbo move, basically. And Hannah says, I've got a lot of other stuff on my mind, Spencer. Spencer just nods, like, okay. She says, oh, things you don't want to talk about? And Hannah says, no, not really. I'm entitled to my own privacy. Spencer says, not when it affects all of us, or Allie. And Hannah says, what are you saying? And Spencer says, did you take pages out of this book? Well, I mean, duh, Hannah. Like, Spencer is dressed like a detective on a flight (laughs) of fancy. Of course, that's what she's asking. All Spencer's outfit right now is missing is a deerstalker cap and a magnifying glass. Yeah, so Hannah says, no. And she says it's not going to bring us any closer to Allison. Uh, every everyone knowing what who did what behind whose back. She shakes her head and she walks off pissed. And lightning flashes again, and Spencer Whoa. just kind of looks up, like worried about the rain. I wanted Spencer to turn to the camera and say, "So that was basically a confession, right?" Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the show is missing, right? It's just like asides as the characters <laughs> talk to the audience, like Frank, yeah, like House of Cards. Yeah. Uh, some more lightning shot in the night sky. Then we see that Ezra is driving down a rainy street in the middle of nowhere. The movement in the car makes it look like he's like bopping around, which <laughs> his head's rocking around. He's, he's like dead eyes staring straight ahead. So yeah, he's 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 driving like a determined crazy person, like he's a Terminator, like searching for John Connor. He looks somebody like a should, like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, somebody should elongate this scene, set it to music, like Ezra's driving around listening to like Walking on Sunshine but Katrina, Katrina <laughs> and the Waves. He uh, probably is inside. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do you like good. Phil Collins? Or maybe he's listening to like Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, so the girls, they're walking, they have their umbrellas. They get to Ezra's fuck cabin. They go to the inside, like little, like, uh, screened in porch area. Arya says, well, like, hold on, let me get the key. She pulls the key, like, off her key ring. And her oh, yeah, purse. she's doing this. She's so slick. Uh, yeah. She pulls the key off her key ring and then pretends to take it from under a potted plant and be like, well, oh, here's the key. But she, she, it's a very exaggerated movement that she does. Like, look, guys, here's the key, which I obviously <laughs> just took from under this plant here. Um, I, I like to think that Spencer's not so easily fooled since she knows her magic. I'd say Arya does it pretty smooth. Almost uh, as if lying is something that she's so good at. Lying is like 95% of what Arya does. Yeah. So they, they all go inside. Arya turns on a light and see other liars file in, and then she, quickly grabs like like some sundry that's been left on the couch and hides it in her purse so they don't see some black lacy thing yeah yeah it's um unmentionables um yeah what are you doing your mic sorry fidgeting yeah so uh then Ari goes to get the other light and she's like looking around like eyes darting around like is there anything else incriminating in here 
Well, meanwhile, the girls are looking around, appraising this rustic murder lodge, the kind that you'd only see like in a Norman Rockwell covered a Saturday Evening Post. Spencer's like, this place is great. You should bring Jake here. And Arya's like, <laughs> LOL. usual growl. Um, <laughs> Emily asks, you know, which uncle this belongs to? This is going to be some excellent Arya lying, which I wish, wish these Arya lying scenes would never end. Arya's like, mm-hmm. oh, my mom's. And Emily's oh. like, the orthodontist, he paints. And she like points to, uh, you know, one of the paintings. And Arya's like, yes, and it's free time. Oh, she's like, yep, in his free time. Like, so False. fast. Yeah. False. And then she turns Nobody to Spencer. gets up in your mouth knows how to paint. Yeah, she turns to Spencer and says, no, 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 no don't touch that. Put it down. Spencer's just like looking at this book by uh, Ivy Dunbar. Mm-hmm. And Spencer puts it down, kind of like, geez, you know. And Arya says, just be careful about moving anything, okay? And Spencer's like, okay. And Spencer and Emily kind of exchange looks. Yeah. And Arya asks if anyone wants tea. Emily's like, sure. Spencer starts building a fire, and Emily asks what the plan is. Uh, they get a tow back at home and give up on the B&B. What if Allie's still hiding out there? And Spencer's like, well, that's a pretty big if. And Arya says, well, we don't really have a lot of options right now. We're kind of stranded. Spencer says, why don't we wait and ask Hannah? And kind of half under breath, uh, she says, who knows what she's got up her sleeve. <laughs> and Emily's like, why are you being so hard on Hannah? Well, which is funny, considering that Emily has clearly thought that Hannah's been kind of a bitch tonight. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you gotta let somebody else Be the speak bitch. your own feelings so you can interrogate and see how you really feel, you know? Right, right, yeah. Uh, and Spencer says, she's keeping something from us. Emily's like, well, she's upset about Caleb. And Spencer's like, no, it's something else. And Emily says, well, she's hiding something. Maybe it's because she knows we wouldn't understand. And then, like, Arya face. Mm-hmm. But she didn't see that coming. Arya face over from the kitchen and she's just like, hmm, hiding something they wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, okay, now I'm wondering what you're keeping from us. And then Arya jumps in. She says, nobody's keeping anything from anyone, all right? Chamomile or hibiscus? Uh, like, like you didn't even have to ask, Arya. Uh, and then Emily shrugs, and Spencer lights a match to light the fire. So somebody's walking around outside the, uh, the fuck cabin we see. Is it Black Ezra? hoodie. It's someone in a black hoodie. We're going to just go ahead and call May. Yeah. Just walking so- around outside the cabin. Inside Ezra's fuck cabin, Spencer's gotten the fire going. Hannah comes back. She's ready to talk. She says, the Cradle Robber story is not about Allie. Hannah says, it's about me and mm-hmm. Mike. And Mike. And Harry says, Mike? Get it, Mikey. Uh, Emily and Spencer, more eye chatters. They're just like, what the fuck is this? And Ari says, as in my little brother, Mike. And Hannah looks away, very embarrassed. Well, just, just editing wise, this is the saddest entry into a flashback that we've ever had. Yeah, it's pretty. This whole flashback is just, uh, you just feel awful because we, we go to flashback, a different fireplace. Uh, but this time Allie is pacing in front of that this fireplace. This is the roaring fire in Aria's home because. Mm-hmm. Every other time we're at Arya's house, there's a roaring fire going. Yeah, Allie's pacing. We see Hannah's kind of like pulling a sweater back on. She has like a dress on underneath it, but kind of looks like somebody just went up her sweater. This and is Hefty Hannah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 Hannah. Well, I mean, identity-wise. Hannah, Hannah looks adorable in, in this. Like, she's supposed to look like, you know, the unattractive one, but she looks totally well, adorable. This is one of the times where they, they really have like a much better fat suit on her. Um, especially when she stands up, talks to Allison. But identity-wise, this is Hefty Hannah. This is when she's supposed to be, like, uh, self-esteem-wise, at her most miserable. And she she looks pretty ashamed because Allie is saying, oh, my God, Arya's going to die. Yeah. And Hannah's, like, pleading with the Allie, like, please keep your voice down. They're all upstairs. And Allie says, what would have happened if I didn't come down? 
You know what? Don't tell me. It's too gross. That's Arya's baby brother. And Hannah says, he's two years younger than us. <laughs> Get it, Hannah? And Allie says, exactly. And Hannah tells Allie, like, look, I I'm not like you. I don't have ten guys after me at all times. I'm not skinny. I'm not perfect like the rest of you. And Hannah's about to cry. And Allie says, oh, honey. That doesn't mean he had to settle for being a cradle robber. So I feel like Allison's mother was actually designing women and her dad <laughs> was actually the Golden Girls. Also, R.I.P. Jan Hooks. Uh, but yeah, Hefty Hannah is incredibly pretty. Can we not agree on that? Oh, well, it's Ashley Benson. I mean, yeah. Um, so, Get it, Mikey. Yeah. And so Allie's, you know, you don't have to settle for being a cradle robber. And Hannah says, he was nice to me. And Allie says, please. He just wanted to feel your boobs. If and you let him. If you're going to try to feel somebody's boobs, you sure as shit better be nice about it. Yeah. And you let him. She's just, she's slut shaming. She's pacing. Mm -hmm. Hannah gets up and tries to stop her. And she's, like, you know, begging her, like, don't say anything. Hannah's crying. And Allie says, okay, I won't tell Allie that you tried to hook up with her little brother. Uh, but that's only because Arya, I won't tell Arya that you tried to hook up with her little brother. But that's only because Arya would never forgive you. And Allie doesn't want to see that happen to Hannah. Take that, Susie Clueless. And Allie reaches out and kind of raises Hannah's chin. She says, look at me. And Allie kind of, they lock eyes. And Allie says, someday someone will love you for exactly who you are. It just might take you longer than the rest of us. That's all. And Allie gets like this just asshole smirk and like walks off. The one that Hannah's just like left with like, uh, uh, thanks. So she couldn't, goes back to the couch. <laughs> Thank you for like, destroying my self-esteem further. Yeah, this is back on the couch. Like continue feeling like miserably shameful. Hefty Hannah face. Um... The way she delivers that line that someday someone will love you for exactly who you are. It's very menacing. It's pointed. Yeah. Um, so we're it back in the present possibly day. Possibly backhanded. Yeah. We're back in the present day at Ezra's Talk Cabin. You know, Arya tries to talk to Hannah. You know, she says that. Well, Hannah says, you know, save it. I know it's it's awful. And Arya's like, no, she can admit that it's weird. But she says, you didn't really think I was stopping your friend just because, you know, you did stuff with my brother. And Arya says, honestly... I'm just a little shocked that he kept his mouth shut this whole time, which, yeah, I feel that. Uh, and it says, Allie made him. And Hannah says, trust me, he was probably more embarrassed than I was. And Ari says, no, that's not true, all right? He used to have a huge crush on you back then. And it just kind of rolls her eyes at this. And Ari says, uh, you can't be ups this upset about something that happened that long ago. And it gets quiet. And Emily says, what happened between you and Caleb? And Hannah, kind of quiet for a while, and she finally says, he met someone. He left me. And the other liars are all shocked by this. And outside, A is... I mean, they are genuinely stumped. Yeah. They did not see that coming. Outside, A is spying through a window. Uh, we, we can see that coffee, that diary is right on the coffee table in between them all. Mm. So, like, I don't think we've ever had a scene with Mikey Montgomery and Hannah before. I don't think there's ever been a single scene that the two of them... I demand a scene with them together now. I just want to see, like, some awkwardness. I, I just remember, like, pondering that when I first watched this episode last year, like, or I guess earlier this year. Like, have we ever, ever seen that scene? Well, Allie must have scared the shit out of Mikey Montgomery, because, I mean, you're, like, a freshman or whatever, and you're just like, yeah... I touched Hannah Merrin's boobs. Like, you'd tell that to everyone. Well, especially now, yeah. I mean, I'm sure all the lacrosse bros have had to have heard this story or would want to. Mm -hmm. um, so inside Ezra's fuck cabin, Hannah doesn't want to talk about this. Um, she's going to go outside, see if she can get cell service, so we can see where the hell Travis is. Emily goes after her. Um, remember last week, Ezra said there was no cell service here in his murder lodge, conveniently. 
outside, we see that the person that is watching through the window, they focus on Arya. So we're supposed to think that it's Ezra. And then they kind of like look over and, oh yeah, there's Spencer there too. Drats. Mm-hmm. Um, outside, Hannah's marching through the woods trying to get her phone to work. Uh, Emily comes running up to her. Hannah asks her, just leave her alone, please. Uh, these girls, they only travel in woods that feature like noises and bumps in the night and creepy vibes. So they hear a noise and Emily's like, did you hear that? And Hannah says, you know, it's probably just some wild animal or something. Shay Mitchell has the most excellent reaction to the whole episode. <laughs> She's like, just some wild animal. And Hannah's just like, fine, you can stay. I want to say, like, the way she delivers that line, whatever that video game movie that Ashley Benson has coming up, like, now I want oh, to pixels. see her in that with, like, a gun and a cigar and, like, telling hot babes, like, come with me if you want to live. I may just be describing the porno remake of Barbarella that only exists in my head. I don't even know anymore. I think but, you uh, probably are, yeah. Hannah heads off and Emily follows her. So we cut back inside Ezra's fuck cabin. Yeah, we're back inside. Uh, Spencer and Arya enter. It's kind of like a pantry slash like laundry room area. Yeah. Uh, Spencer wants to get some blankets uh, for or something for when the other two liars come back because it's raining. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, Arya, where does your uncle keep his linens? And meanwhile, Arya is quickly like going over to the laundry basket where there's a Hall's College sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and she like very quickly flips that upside down so you can't see it's from Hall's College, and then turns around very quickly. Is this and, not the one that Arya liked to wear for sleepovers, Vesra? Uh, probably. Uh, I think we Spencer, find that out at some point. Spencer notices this, and she's like, "What's going on?" And Arya's like, "Nothing." And Spencer says, "Are you afraid I'm going to steal your uncle's light bulbs or something?" So good. So and Ari is like, no. And then she kind of points out the linens next to her. And uh, Spencer walks past her to the linens. And as she passes her, Arya has the most insane little smirk on her face. Like, she delights in the fact that she just lied to Spencer and got away with it. I, well, I really want to see a gif of this thing because she looks nuts when she does this. Well, And Spencer is so perfectly Spencer. She looks at this, was on the shelf, and she says, these aren't blankets. They'll do fine. She's like, it's a duvet, but sure. Yeah. Um, so suddenly... <laughs> that fucking smile that Ari gives as she walks by. She's a it's maniac. In, it's completely insane. It's like, she loves lying. She's lying for no reason. She's a maniac of a capital A. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see, like, Arya have to face off with, like, maybe Funke in a, in a scene. Um, so suddenly the door to the stock room or pantry thing shuts. Spencer tries to open it, but it won't open. So Spencer screams out for Hannah. Well, like Emily. slams, yeah. Yeah, slam shut. Uh, meanwhile, marching through the wood is, you know, Hannah's frustrated because she's not getting any service. You know, Emily points out that it's freezing. They gave Travis the address, so he's probably closed. Can they just please go back to Ezra's fuck cabin? Yeah, but Hannah keeps going. So back inside the pantry, Arya ducks down to look through the keyhole and she sees a hoodie walk by outside. And she gasps and pulls away and gets up and she whispers, what is he doing? Did he follow us here? Spencer takes a peek. She sees the hoodie too. She's freaked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have to get out of here. Ari asks how. And Spencer spots like a, some narrow high windows over on the other side of the pantry. So they try to open one of them up. They get it open, but there's like bars behind it. Mm-hmm. And so they start calling out, like screaming to Emily and Hannah for help. And then in the woods, Emily and Hannah hear this. They come running. They hear Arya and Spencer screaming, Emily, Hannah, you know. Uh, so then back in that pantry, Arya and Spencer are calling for help some more. And they hear like some noises behind them outside the pantry. And then there's like a big crash. Time to tool up. Time to tool up. Arya grabs an oar. Who do we Which know who's used an oar as a weapon Call back to past? Hannah hitting Lucas with that oar. Uh-huh. And then Spencer grabs a shovel. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, well, no. 
Well, who who found the shovel? Emily did. Emily. Right. Well, it, it's it's got good meaning for the four B. Um, yeah, the girls are tooled up, ready to roll. The door handle starts to jiggle. Switzer and Arya move closer, like they're ready to do some damage. Finally, the door comes open. It's Hannah and Emily. Thank God. Yeah, the girls explain. like almost like moan in relief. Yeah. Uh, Arya and Spencer rush out with their weapons. Hannah and Emily are like, "Oh, what's going on? Are you okay?" And Spencer's like, like looking around, like, "Where did where did they go?" And Emily is like, "We heard you screaming. The door's locked." So Hannah broke a window to get in. Spencer's like, "Did you see him?" And Hannah says, see who? And Ari says, A. And Hannah says, A was here? And Spencer says, yeah. How did he get out? And Ari says, I don't know. And so they're, they're looking around and Emily notices that her bracelet, that Emily bracelet's just sitting there on the coffee table and the diary is gone. Yeah. Uh, and then they hear pounding on the door and there's lightning flashing. We see that the lightning kind of illuminates a man's head through the window of the door. Mm-hmm. And the liars freak out and they tool up. Hannah, Gets a, a just like a big log from the like the wood pit wood uh, thing for the fire and Emily grabs a fire poker. Twin Peaks reference? I don't know. Yeah, so they're all they all have their weapons ready to go. They move a chair in front of the door, and for some reason, this is one of those doors. It's like split where you can open just the top half if you want. Mm-hmm. So they open just that, uh, and it's just Travis. Yeah, and he just kind of blinks at them Whoa. as they're all like ready with weapons. So yeah, great shot of them all like there with weapons ready to strike. Uh, clue reference. Yeah, because it's just like, hey, I, well, like I'm watching this sequence, and I, what I love from social media is I love learning that like Norman Buckley basically gets exercise and play of his homages throughout this show. Um, so I, I kept bouncing through some of the sequences and thinking like, oh, there's bound to be some like Night of the Hunter, you know, <laughs> visual like callbacks, or like is this a clue thing? I don't. I love it all. But uh, so we got to Hannah's kitchen much later, apparently. Travis is there washing his hands in the kitchen. Hannah's like just standing there with him. So apparently Travis is giving them all a ride back, dropped them off. Um, he's washing his like grease monkey hands. So Travis looks over her and he points out that her friends were very quiet in the car and Hannah was too. So did the five of them fit inside Travis's tow truck? Uh, perhaps. And did somebody have to sit in somebody's lap and who? I'm sure Arya was in somebody's lap. Wonderful. Um, so Hannah points out that you know, it's just been a long night, which it has. Uh, Travis asks if they like saw a bear or something because they look pretty freaked out. And Hannah's like, "Yeah, something like that." And she goes right into, well, "There was a raccoon that got into the cabin, and it was like a fight to the death thing." Travis has a good chuckle about that. Yeah. Hannah asks, "Like, well, what do I owe you?" And he's like, "For what?" And Hannah says, "The toe." And Travis just says, uh, "It's not like that." And Hannah says, "Like what?" And he says, "Like I'm your employee. I'm your friend. Besides, I think I ruined your mom's hand towel." And Hannah's like, well, I guess we're even. But then she pulls out some cash anyway. She's like, no, seriously. Like, well, she doesn't want to way. have a she doesn't have a moment with somebody right now. Yeah. This is the last thing she wants. He drove all that way. And so then he stops her, kind of pushes the money back into her hand, but then he kind of holds his hands there. And he says, Can't I just be the nice guy? Ugh. That's not a terrible line. Yeah. Uh Anna kind of ponders this, but then she pulls her hand back and turns around and sighs. And Travis is just like, the fuck? Uh, Hannah goes and sits down, and he walks over to her. Hannah's just crying. He just kind of sits down next to her, and Hannah's just crying into her hands as he just sits there and trying well, to be the nice guy. And he's basically just like, not really comforting her, just like staring at her. Um, but basically in this episode, of course, episode, you got the Hannah version of the Dark Spencer saga, really. <laughs> I mean, like she went through all that kind of like same, so similar, not the same, similar shame spiral. And like the way I don't she know reacts if that's people. exactly the same. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, think, so, I think you're stretching a little. A little bit. 
So Spencer's house, the door's open. Peter's on the phone. Uh, Spencer walks in and listens. Peter's talking to Veronica. He says, sorry I didn't call you back earlier. I was in mediation all day. Yeah, the mortality case. Just got home. But they, Peter looks well, then he, he turns and sees Spencer. And Spencer just leans her head against the door frame. Like, her expression is just like, really? And he's and right then he's like, nope, Spencer's here. Um, Consider how much lying he's doing. This is when you find out he's basically talking to Veronica. So... It, Peter suggests that Ronnie gets some rest, that he'll talk to her tomorrow. And Spencer has this look on her face, just like, oh, this bullshit. Well, she she's just like, walks in and goes right to the kitchen. Like, she's, yeah. she's had enough bullshit for the day. Rubs her temple, sits at the island. Peter gets off the phone, and he's just like, well, mom says hi. And Spencer's like, mediation, litigation, how do you keep it all straight? And Peter says, what exactly were you thinking, talking to Mrs. De Laurentiis? And Spencer says, I was just trying to pr- protect this family. One of us has to. Nice. And Peter says, you promised me, Spencer. I told you not to talk to that woman, and you disobeyed me. Now you keep pushing it, and you will be the one to ruin this family. Understood? And Spencer's like, no, not understood. What is going on between the two of you? Why are you lying to mom? And Peter says, as long as you live under my roof, you will stay away from her. Do you hear me? And Spencer just stares at him like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Peter should have realized his misstep there. Um, So we got to Emily's house, where Arya's on the phone in like the hallway with Ezra, she's you can tell that she's trying to keep this conversation from being overheard. He asks how Hannah is doing, and Arya says that she'll be fine. Ezra says it's good that you got out of town. So Arya just kind of sighs, like not even wanting to touch that, like well, having the light of that one. Well, and it's it's like it's just too easy. Yeah. So Arya asks how Ezra's doing. Did he get all his work done? We then cut to see where Ezra is. He's at like a country gas station, like filling up his uh his gas tank. Ezra's like, yeah, things took a little longer than I expected, but I got everything done that I needed to. And he's in his like doing dirt, like black cap. Yeah. Uh, so they they say their goodbyes. He'll see her tomorrow, and he says, "I love you." And Arya hesitates a little, but then she says, "I love you too." Already, this relationship is back and stronger than ever. What? Already, this relationship is back and stronger than ever. Yeah. Uh, although I just I, when Arya hesitates, I, it's like she's just saying what she thinks she should be saying. Although it like it really seems like she's kind of confused now. Yeah. Uh, Ezra hangs up and back to Arya. She walks into Emily's room. That's where she is. Uh, and Emily just kind of raises an eyebrow. She's like, "Was that Jake?" And Arya just nods and looks down. She doesn't want to say it out loud. And Emily says, "It's no fun lying to them, is it?" And Arya says, "No." What a fucking liar you are, Arya. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about this for a sec. Mm-hmm. Who was that A? Was that Ezra or is that somebody else? Well, you're you're definitely supposed to think it's Ezra. But he was at Ashley's. for. I, I don't think he could have suddenly teleported all the way out there. It's seemingly a two-hour drive-ish. Well, and the other thing, too, is that the Emily bracelet was there. So seemingly that was not Allie who put the note in Emily's bag. It was somebody else who tricked Emily into going out and like wasting well, all that time. We don't know. We don't know necessarily. Well, unless like Allie's a sure. Yeah. But like, well, we don't know that maybe somebody did put a note and Jenny wanted to meet Emily. Then couldn't make it. We definitely know that presumably mm-hmm. a picked up that bracelet or was the person watching in the woods. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whether or not that was Ezra at the, uh, the cabin there, see, this is my theory. I don't think it was Ezra. I think, Whatever, you know, A, I think A hid in the the hatch, which yeah, is why A door. seemed to, like, disappear. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's my, my take on that, is that A well, just went and hid in the cellar. They had to have. Because, I mean, the the thing in front of the door was what kept Hannah and Emily out. 
Well, yeah, the door was locked. A, obviously, A did that. Mm-hmm. The door wasn't just locked. There was like something placed in front of it. Well, um, the, the liars moved it in front. I think they moved it away, didn't they? Mm, that's a good question. I have to um, watch it again. Well, also, and then I, I, I misread this scene when I first watched it too. And Emily said it's not fun lying to them, is it? Mm-hmm. I initially took that to be that Emily realized that Arya had been lying about nope. Jake. But no, you're right. She still thinks that Arya is talking to Jake. Mm-hmm. And, and lying Arya, to Jake about yeah. 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 So speaking of all that, we've got the Toby's Law for Toby's on the computer. I mean, just imagine what this ghoul is Googling late at night. Um, knock on the, the door. Weather. He's just Spencer. Come check out this storm front. Uh, the door opens. Uh, after knocking on the door, door opens. Spencer comes in. She says, "Hey." Toby says, "Hey." You know, asks if she talked to her dad about Rally, and Spencer's like, "Yeah, I did." He can see there's more to that story, so she says, "Oh, hey, you mind if I stay for a while?" And you know, she gestures to her overnight bag. Toby goes over to her, hugs you know, her. Um, they kind of hold each other, and maybe this is where Toby explains to her that the toilet hasn't been working for a while. I really wanted him to be like, "Yeah, I kind of mind." Spencer, I had a fantasy basketball draft I was going to do in like 15 minutes. Well, that's when like Caleb walks out in like a towel and he's just like, Great. now I will have the computer draft for me and my team will suck. <laughs> so back to Arya and Emily. Emily has shown Arya the note from, you know, Allie. Perhaps it was Allie. Perhaps it was A. And Emily says she came in through the window. She wanted just... to apologize to explain. Which I was so mad at her. Favorite Beatles song starts. Sorry. Yeah, I was so mad at her, and and that's why it felt so real. And Ari says, "Em, I wish you would have told us." And Emily's like, "Yeah, I know." Ari says, "I just can't believe you tried to go meet Allie on your own." She does it a lot. Emily thought that's what Allie wanted. And then they both get texts at the same time. It's a picture of the Busy Bee Inn sign, the note from A that says, "Looks like I'm winning. Thanks for the tip. Kisses, A." And Emily says, the journal, the post-its, the notes, we were decoding it story by story. She stands up. She says, oh, my God, we gave Allie to A. And Arya says, whoever finds her gets to keep her. And she gets up and says, come on. They rush out the door. So we get the A tag, Ezra tag, both. We don't know. To me, I think this is misdirection because we we see A from behind in in the hoodie typing on a computer. There is an apple on the desk, yep. which uh, you know, big red apple, which oh, is like, a, ooh, look, it's a teacher. You know? There's also a cup of pens. Yeah, there's some pens. The diary is there as well. A is typing on some sort of uh, remote navigation control, like remote vehicle access thing. Like this was this is what was wrong with Emily's car is A had hacked into the uh, like remote vehicle access and. We can see that the engine was shut down. It says activate engine shut down, and now A is resetting to factory settings. Kind of, you know, remove the work that was done to hide their tra- hide traces of what A did. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened in Emily's car. Is that A shut it down. Now, two theories. One would be that this is what Ezra was doing on Hannah's computer. That's that's why he got Hannah's computer out. He like hacked to shut them down, then go catch up to them at the cabin and find them. Uh, the other possible theory is that Ezra was not doing that, that A was doing that separately from whatever Ezra was off doing. Hmm. I don't know. See, it seems like Ezra has a doing dirt outfit that's like this like coat and black cap. Right. That's not like a black his, hoodie. his shady thing. Not a black hoodie. It would be weird for him to like change into a black hoodie for A stuff, but then he has a separate like kind of shady outfit as well. So 
I am inclined to think that this A here and Ezra are two different entities, perhaps working together, but not the same person. Well, seemingly, you would think Ezra had a partner when, who was on the phone with Ashley. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like, you know, for as long as that ridiculous conversation with Ashley went on, that was on purpose. Well, because even Ashley seemed like this person seemed pretty strange. They were kept, like giving her the wrong like apartment mm-hmm. number and then asking her more random questions. It was it was about the leak? Then it was about the smoke detector. Yeah. Uh, um, interesting to note that Hannah and Emily both came clean about their lies in this episode. You know who did not come clean? Arya. Arya. Arya oh. never never admits to her and Ezra. She always keeps that a secret unless she gets busted or she yeah. like it becomes painfully clear that she has to tell them for some reason or another right uh this is gonna be the last norman buckley episode for season four it was an excellent one love yeah. shack baby yeah thankfully he returns quite a bit for season five for the first half of season five yeah the next episode is called close encounters i don't remember that one there's a really fun one coming up soon oh that's the one after yeah but, uh, yeah, Close Encounters is coming up next. That's Janelle Lennon, Arthur Anderson, not the accountant. Uh, so that, that was Love Shack Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we learned a lot. We got to see how Ezra plays his games. Yeah. We got to see him being creepy, rifling through the girls' things. Uh, being way too successful at, at what he was doing, um, kind of like A seems to usually be. I, I feel like in order to be A... You have to be careful, but you also have to be a little brash and a little bold. You know, fortune favors the bold. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll be back next time to talk about Close Encounters. Well, do you want to do do some some mentions or thanks? Yeah, thanks. Uh, We got tweeted at a lot today, so it's kind of hard to remember them all. But uh, in particular, Emily tweeted us. She likes the podcast. She says, you guys help me appreciate Arya's Aryaness rather than being annoyed by her. Uh, Does that make sense? I would say it definitely makes sense. I think, mm. I think Arya, if you just took her everything she did at face value, she'd probably be really annoying. Mm. Uh, but if you just kind of embrace her awfulness, she actually becomes rather wonderful. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun uh, actually chatting on, on Twitter with Norma Buck and with Rachel and Heather talking about potential spinoffs for the show, uh, especially the Hastings one. Uh, also for a show that could be called Haunted Vineyard, <laughs> which would be amazing. Yeah. Um also, we got a review from Allison611 on iTunes. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, shout out to Crystal, who's equally confused as us by where Mikey Montgomery learned the word boff. Um, and you never heard boff? Where Mikey Montgomery learned the word boff is the nature of the, of the question. I feel like I've always just kind of known the word boff. Okay, again, we're talking about Mikey Montgomery. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, and also, shout out to Nikki Key for leaving us a, a comment. I appreciate that you're, you appreciate our hard work, Nikki. And if you're listening, Nikki's a photographer, so go check out her work. Um, but yeah, just thanks a lot of people for talking to us, talking about us. Yeah, if you'd like to get in contact with us, uh, we are at BrosWatchPLL2 on Twitter. Uh, you can go find our website page by going to BrosWatchPLL2.com. And if you really like us, feel free to leave us a review in iTunes. That always helps. We're up to 24 now, which is pretty excellent. Yeah. So thank you for that. And we'll be back next time to talk Close Encounters. See you then. Bye-bye.